Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Imagine that there are three weeks left in the NFL regular season. Imagine that the team is right in the thick of the playoff picture. Imagine that no one knows which of three quarterbacks will be playing that weekend. And then imagine that no one cared who. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of two other frustrating Pittsburgh teams, the Penguins and the Pirates, in case you're into more pain and more suffering. No, nobody knows who's going to start for the Steelers Saturday against the Bengals. It's entirely possible that not even Mike Tomlin knows, and he's got a press conference today at noon because of the short week, if only because he might not know the full health status of Kenny Pickett. If Kenny's recovered even to a certain percentage from his ankle injury, my guess is he'll be out there. If Kenny isn't, obviously he won't be out there, in which case you'd have either Mitch Trubisky, who did, by the way, get yanked with a couple minutes left two days ago in Indianapolis. Tomlin essentially confirmed that much when he was asked in Indianapolis why he made the change, and he reiterated that he was generally dissatisfied with everything that he had seen. Does that mean that Trubisky gets benched for Mason Rudolph? Does that mean that Mason Rudolph was used just as a motivating thing? Does I don't know. I don't know. Here's what I do know. Speaking only for myself here, I don't care. And I strongly suspect that I'm not alone on this count. For all the stuff that's swirling around this franchise right now, almost all of it feels as if it's above the actual football. You follow what I'm saying here? I'm going to give you a a kind of an abstract example. I wrote a column from Indianapolis about, you know, the herd of elephants in everybody's living room right now. And that's that Tomlin's got to be in trouble. Art Rooney's got to be thinking about doing something. And something's got to change. This can't just be one of those, this is the Steelers way, status quo kind of off seasons, no matter what happens these final three weeks. So I write this, and it's at the top of our site and the top of the homepage on our app. And we had some other content about just football stuff. You know how the defense struggled against the Colts practice squad running backs about the injuries to Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick. And yeah, we had one about the quarterbacks too. Didn't get any traffic. Completely not the norm for us. 
It's as if everyone saw the column about the thing that they cared about and stopped right there. We've been in this business now, DK Pittsburgh Sports, for 10 years. I've never seen that before. I'd never seen the fan base just tune into one specific subject after any football game and basically ignore the rest. You know what else I've never seen? I've never seen this much. I wonder what the word is I want here. Is it confusion? Is it being conflicted? But from everything that I gather, there's a good percentage of people who follow this franchise passionately and for a long, long time who'd love nothing more than to see this team right now lose out, lose out, lose to the Bengals, go out to Seattle, lose to the Seahawks, go to Baltimore, even there, lose to the Ravens. If that's what it'll take to effect meaningful change. And everyone's free to define meaningful change as they please. I have defined it on this program and in print as replacing the head coach. I don't know how many others in the media have done that. I know that I did it after the Patriots game. And I'm obviously standing by it. There might be others with other views, including yourself, as to how that change can come about. But when you're talking about... Oh boy, this, this isn't the simplest subject, all right? So bear with me this morning. But when you're talking about this kind of change, one of the things that you have to really, really get a hold of here is the recent past and the scope of these problems. And of course, the more distant future. Tomlin never does either one. Please understand that that is paramount here. I've been telling you that for years, that he never looks too far back and never, ever, ever looks ahead of the following weekend's game. Now, you can say, well, that's cute, that's charming, that keeps the focus where it needs to be and whatever else here. And Here's what I have to say about it. Have you seen the video yet of George Pickens just completely not blocking the Indianapolis dude right next to him as Jalen Warren was attempting to score a touchdown. Have you seen that yet? It's unbelievable. It's so much worse than the Deontay Johnson looking at the fumble bouncing around a couple weeks ago. This is Pickens just flagrantly not caring about a touchdown, a potential touchdown for his teammate who's ready to blow through all three of those white helmets in front of him with no help at all from his wide receiver. For the betterment of the Steelers, long-term, and I mean for this young man's career, long-term, I bench him to the point where he doesn't even get a helmet this weekend. And I don't often say stuff like that. He doesn't come anywhere near a football field for me. I don't care if he pouts. I don't care if he demands to be traded because I've got no use for that particular player. The one in that scene Regardless, and besides, there's always a bear somewhere that'll hand you a second rounder for him. Couldn't care less. Couldn't care less what his reaction to it would be other than that maybe he'd possibly learn something. Maybe that he'd, he'd react in some way to being actually disciplined. 
Tomlin won't do that. Tomlin won't do anything of the kind. He won't even say a negative syllable about Pickens in his press conference today. The reason? All he cares about is beating the Bengals this weekend. And eventually, that approach catches up to you. The same attitude, by the way, permeates the entire organization all the way to the top, including Rooney. Because if you ask Rooney right now, do you know when was the last time the Steelers had a three-game losing streak in six consecutive seasons? He wouldn't have that answer, and he probably shouldn't have that answer because it's kind of an arcane stat, but it goes all the way back to World War II. This is a six-year gradual nosedive, and everyone in that building somehow convinces themselves year after year after year that it's only about the last bad game or the last bad season that they had. When we come back, J1Q... Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George. LGKG is a personal injury law firm in Western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and they've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. Today's J1Q comes from Tristan, who says, Hey, DK, I need help. I've never felt like this before. But I currently can't want this team to get into the playoffs. Now, I don't want to be one of those all-negative fans, but a big part of me wants this team to completely fall flat just so something changes. Can something still change this year? Or has the time run out on the Steelers? I'm going to give this a shot, Tristan. I don't believe any of what I'm about to say, which is a heck of a prefacing statement. But I was there in Cincinnati three weeks ago, and I left that stadium that night, heading to the nearest coffee shop, having convinced myself at least partially that Matt Canada might have been a bigger issue than even I had thought because we all saw the offense come out looking confident and daring and loose and fun and scoring points. Kenny Pickett and everybody all concerned. He completed passes to nine different players. There was a smooth balance between the pass and the run. There was decent protection at hand and the defense did what it had been expected to do against a third-string quarterback. Wonderful. Terrific. And they were so stoked in that locker room after that game. It felt like they'd won a playoff game. That's how excited they were, how happy, how seriously 
They were taking themselves as a real live 7-4 and four team in control of their own destiny in the AFC, possibly with a chance to show down against the Ravens for the North Division title in January. Now, what happened after that was either the greatest case of comeuppance you've ever seen with those back-to-back losses against the 2-10 and 10 teams, but that that killed everything, not mathematically, but spiritually. Everyone, everyone, everyone got to see what they really were about. All that negative point differential and all those other outlying stats that strongly suggested that the Steelers were the phoniest winning team in the NFL. Every last one of them came home to roost. And from there, you go out to Indianapolis, you face a team that's not great, but they're legit. The Colts were seven and six, now eight and six, of course. And you get your rear end handed to you. It doesn't feel as fluky, but it might hurt even that much more. So what could happen to turn that around? Well, it's not you. It's definitely not me. What it is, almost always in the world of professional sports, it's related to performance. The thing that had everyone upbeat, even at your most pessimistic, you had to have been upbeat after Cincinnati and don't pretend otherwise. And the thing wasn't just the score. The thing was how they actually played. They looked like a better overall football team, like they'd learned, like they'd progressed. And again, not to keep picking on Canada, but as if they'd been set free from some jail or something. Now, if you see that against that same opponent this weekend at Akershire Stadium, and I don't think that you will, but if you do, and you really want to ride this thing out, then you'd need to see it again in Seattle. And then you'd need to see it again in Baltimore. You'd need to see not only results, not only just getting the little letter next to your name in the standings that says you clinched a berth, you'd need to see and feel that this football team was always better, always hugely better than what's been shown now in these past three weeks. I do not see that happening, though. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Don't know how you're pulling it off this season. I really don't. But I'm grateful to have you along for this weirdo ride. Let's do it again tomorrow. 